And normally Mayor Duggan is in the studio with us, uh, but he can't be today, so he's on the phone with us. That doesn't change, however, the fact that you can call in at 877-44-MITCH and ask the mayor anything you like. This is your opportunity to speak to your mayor of the city of Detroit and ask him anything. And we have we have had trees moved and sidewalks fixed and, mm-hmm. and sewers fixed mm-hmm. and everything as a result of this. Mayor, how are you? Hey, good evening, Mitch. Where are you talking to us from? Uh, I was actually at a family uh, thing in Grand Blanc with my wife's family, and I'm driving back on 75 right now. Oh, wow. Okay, good. Well, let's. hopefully you don't hit any dead spots. Hands-free, I hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hands, hands-free. All right. Uh, I'm right. hoping some. I'm hoping someone else is. Do you drive yourself? Yeah, of course I drive myself. You you don't, don't have you? A, a driver or something so you can no. do work no, in the I car. No, I don't have a. I, I don't have a driver. No. Oh. So this is just you alone in the car. That's me alone in the car. Just you and me and your listeners. Wow. Me, you, me, and and everybody in the state of Michigan. Okay. So <laughs> there if go. there's any state troopers listening out there, um, and you <laughs> uh, see yeah. uh, Mayor Duggan talking on his phone, it's our fault. Okay. It's our fault because we're tying them up. <laughs> All right, eight seven seven forty four. Miss the phone numbers to ask Mayor Duggan anything you like. Um, I want to ask you uh, to start off about the Census Bureau uh, numbers. Detroit is actually going to sue or is suing the U.S. Right. Census Bureau. I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> I didn't know you could sue the Census Bureau, but we are. Why? Um, well, you got two things. One is. We have the 2020 census, which is even the head of the Census Bureau said seriously undercounted uh, African-Americans and uh, Hispanics. Uh, but that that challenge is still going on. Then what the Census Bureau does every year is update by one year a population estimate. And so there'll be a 21 estimate, a 22 estimate, a 23 estimate. And historically you've always been able to appeal it. They don't actually count anybody. They just do a formula uh, in which they estimate that people go up or down. I was completely shocked when the Census Bureau said in 2021, in one year, we lost 7,000 people in the city of Detroit. Uh, Anybody who's been around the city in the last year or two knows cranes are going up everywhere. We opened 14 new major apartment buildings. And even the U.S. Post Office says we added nearly 5,000 residents uh, getting mail. And so uh, we went to appeal. The Census Bureau said we've decided not to take appeals this year, which violates their own rules. And I said, would you at least send us the formula that you use so we can show you where you're wrong? And they said, no, we won't show you the formula, which is crazy. So we don't have any choice. Wow. Wow. Is it possible that we lost people? When you're saying 2021, does that measure 2020 or does that measure the actual year 2020? It actually actually measures April 1 of 20 to June 30 of 2020. Okay, well, wasn't that the heart of COVID? I mean, isn't it possible we uh, lost those people because of COVID? Again, there are cities in the country where the people moved out to West Palm uh, during COVID. We didn't have a lot of that in Detroit. And so... Here's what we do know. In that one-year period, DTE says 6,000 more people had gas and electric at their houses. The water department said 7,000 more houses had water service. And the postal service says 5,000 more people in that one year were getting mail delivered to their house. And so uh, what we're saying to the Census Bureau is, what data are you using 
that could possibly say people moved out. If you just use your own postal service data, you can see it's not true. Um, so and they won't tell you what know. the data is. And they, in, the, in, the, in the past, they always have. In the past, they would always release the form. It would be a combination of birth rates and death rates, and maybe where tax returns were filed from, how many housing units you had. And they would show you the formula. And if they got some data wrong, you could appeal. You would think that's a no-brainer. We're not asking for any confidentiality. It's a yeah. group of bureaucrats in a room concocted hey, I, the same I, I, formula. I, I don't mean to be blunt about this, but is it possible just that many people died from COVID? We we have the birth and death rates, and they were almost identical. They canceled out. So, no, not mm. 7,000. Uh, but that is public information. We know that wasn't it. We think, and we don't know this, that they may have looked at housing units, and we knocked down more than 2,000 houses in that time. Of course, we knocked down 2,000 vacant houses. Um, right. But if they applied a housing unit formula, they may have concluded there was 2,000 fewer housing units and took down 7,000 people. Right, That's two, our three theory. people per house. Yeah, Right. That's our theory, but we don't know that until they show us the formula. Wow. Well, good luck suing the federal government. <laughs> how, how far you get with that, but have fun. Uh, 877-44-MITCH, our phone number is to talk to Mayor Duggan and ask him anything you like. Let's go to the phone lines. Greg, you're on the Mitch Album program. Go ahead. Uh, Mayor, um, I'm asking you two questions. One, uh, Jane Field by my house here and by Davidson and Conant. Uh, the lights right. are all out in the park, and they're stripping the park. Please. Um, put the lights back on. We need it for safety. And two. Okay, thank you for telling me that. We put a lot of money into Jade Park. I hadn't heard yeah, the lights were out. Yeah, yeah. And two, if you get an alarm system in the city of Detroit, we should get a tax break to make it a better place to live. Um, you see, I'm a Vietnam veteran and a senior. My house got broken in three times and nothing was done about it. And. I got mugged, too. So anyway, I just let you know what's going on. Okay. Well, I'm going to look into the lights at Jane Park, and uh, thank you for telling me that. Hmm. Sorry to hear about that. Mm -hmm. uh, where, where are we with regard to, you know, the cities across the country are, are facing uh, two areas, it seems, uh, that are the numbers are, are, are alarming. Uh, depending on the cities that you look at. One is, is in crime, particularly, uh, I mean, across the board crime, homicides, car crime, robberies, things like that. We were talking a little earlier about in, in Portland, they have, a, they have a crisis with liquor stores because people are literally just walking in and taking stuff, and the police right. force has been so cut that they can't respond to it. They they're not going to bother because somebody stole a $20 bottle of alcohol. But, you know, people who want alcohol or need alcohol or are addicted to alcohol are going to, you get word of that, and it's like, great, you know, open season. Um, and the other is homelessness, uh, which we see uh, you know, situations in many, many cities. Where, where is Detroit on, on those two over the last couple of years? Well, uh, on the violence side, um, we are one of the few cities in America where the homicides and the shootings are down from a year ago. They're still much too high, uh, but they're down about 5 or 10%. There are cities in this country where the shootings and homicides are up 50%. And it's basically yeah. because the courts in this country have been shut down for two years and, and nobody's been going to trial. So we have a whole lot of people committed a lot of crime uh, still on the streets. They didn't have room in the jail. Uh, and that's a national problem. But 
we've got it going the right direction. On the homelessness side, we don't have the tent cities uh, that so many other cities have. We've got a team, an outreach team, that when police see uh, homeless individuals, the outreach team comes out, approaches them. Uh, people have a right to stay out if they want, and there are some people who do, uh, but uh, we've got uh, a lot of shelter beds in the city. We've got a lot of uh, permanent supportive housing where you can stay three months or six months and get uh, help with addiction or, or mental health services uh, and get back on your feet. We had a lot of people get jobs and get on with their lives. So we've got a very strong homeless response program. Uh, but every, like every time I visit another city, I see their parks filled with tents of homeless, uh, homeless right, people. Right. Uh, so so far in Detroit, our response has been strong enough. We don't have that. No, thank goodness. Uh, th- those things really, really affect the way people view their city. Uh, I-, I will say, and again, the phone numbers are 877-44-MITCH. Always a toll-free call if you want to talk to Mayor Duggan, 877-44-MITCH. I, I-, I, t- I was out with uh, Craig Ferguson, the former host of The Late Late Show, uh, was in town on Friday. and It was a beautiful day, and we just walked uh, from the Shinola Hotel down to the waterfront and back and encountered so many homeless people just sleeping, some of them just sleeping on the street. And this is Woodward, you know, this is, uh-huh. you know, main thoroughfare, sleeping there, a guy half naked, uh, uh, you know, panhandling, all the rest. And, you know, I'm somebody who runs homeless programs, so I, I'm not saying this in, in any critical form to them. I just noticed and maybe it was just a bad day, but I just seem to notice it way more than I've ever seen it before. So I don't know about that particular day, but there's no doubt about it. If you've got people, again, if we go up to one of those individuals and say, we've got a place and a shelter for you, and they say, I don't want to go, if they're not committing a crime, they have a right to stay there. You may not like that, but they have a right to stay there. Now, if they're blocking uh, the sidewalk, if they pitch tents overnight, uh, we can uh, respond. But um, we try to deal with it humanely, and and we have to recognize that people do have rights to be on public streets. Yeah, it's a tough situation for sure. Uh, we're going to continue with the mayor. Uh, phone calls are at 877-44-MITCH. We'll take more of your calls when we come back after this brief break. Mayor Mike Duggan here with us for the next 15 minutes or so. So anything you want to ask him about, any topics, now's your opportunity. Back with more right after this. All right, we're continuing our visit, our monthly visit with Mayor Mike Duggan, 877-44-MITCH. Our phone numbers will go to the phone lines now. Linda, you're on the Mitch Album program with Mayor Duggan. Hello. I've been worked in Detroit for 21 years, and my question is if a like, let's say Little Caesars Arena, if a business promises to give thousands of jobs and they're given large tax breaks, if they don't give the jobs that they promise, why are they still given the tax break? Well, every single tax break agreement is vigorously enforced. And if anybody doesn't make their numbers, there's a clawback. Uh, where they have to refund uh, part of those tax breaks. Uh, but I don't believe, I haven't looked them up specifically, I don't believe uh, the uh, illegal organization has missed any of the promises. To the best of my knowledge, they made w- all of them. Weren't they, weren't they a little slow on the district area and the thing around the stadium yeah. and all yeah. that? So, so 
you have promises that are locked into an agreement, how many Detroiters you're going to hire, how many Detroit contractors you're going to use, those things are tied in uh, to the agreement. Now, how fast you build is a different question. They did not have any timetables. But Mitch, think about this. You don't get the tax break until you build the building. We're not giving them money. They just pay a, a, a slightly lower tax when they build the building. So if they're slow in building a particular building, it just means they don't get a tax break for that building. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. they have been, to my knowledge, they've been in full compliance on the things they promised to do. Have there been any that have, as you say, you have to enforce yeah. the clawback? Oh, we've, we've had issues with Marathon uh, for sure. Uh, and I know there's others, but our Civil Rights Department puts out a report twice a year. Uh, and there's a full report. You can see each one of them, and they send notices out to everybody with an abatement agreement. Here are the promises you made. Here's how we've scored them. Uh, We think you're deficient in these three. If you have information to show us, you can send it to us in the next 30 days. Otherwise, we'll start to claw back the money, but we religiously go down every one of those agreements and enforce them. 877-44-MITCH. I hope that answers your question, Linda. Karen, hi, you're on the Mitch Album Program. Good afternoon, everyone. I called on August the 23rd in reference to the block basis in front of my house, the retired teacher, and they immediately came out August 24th, and I was told by the end of the week that the project would be completed. Needless to say, it was a disappearing act, and on September the 7th, I began calling uh, the water department Um Got a lot of run around. I've never run that fast in my life. And <laughs> finally, on the 14th, they came out and they continued with the project. Needless to say, today, they said it was the final car. They will be out with seeds as well as soil, where, of course, they were some damage done to my yard. I understand that. But my thing is, how is it completed when my curb is busted and there's rocks there? I can't even park there. Now, I understand. Are you saying they, they broke the curb during the repairs? Exactly. And Okay, well, that they, if they broke the curb during the repairs, they'll fix it. But see, if they said today was the final day and they come out and say, well, that's all we have to do, the subcontractor... Where do I go from here if they do okay. not so, come back? So, so I'm pretty sure that they came out the next day because I called Gary Brown from last week. So if that's true, I've still got your address. So I will call Gary Brown again tomorrow and make sure that that contractor finishes uh, the job. But any damage they did in the process to your property, they will fix. There's, there's no question about that. I'll make sure they get back out there. Karen, this is like a personal hotline for you to the mayor. You <laughs> yeah, just, great. It's like having, a, having your plumber's number. <laughs> Engineer, hello. I'm like, I didn't plan to retire to have, uh, you know, but I thank you and I, I don't appreciate blame it. And hopefully it will be completed. I just didn't know, do I have to start falling over? Well, if, yeah. if it's not completed, you, 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 you call us next month yeah. when the mayor's on again. <laughs> but hang on, hang on. One other thing. Karen, if they come out and get it right, I hope you'll call back and say we got it right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I promise I will. You have okay. my word. All right. All, All right. right. Good luck to we'll that, Karen. Tomorrow. We'll All follow right. up on that. 877 mitch Roy, you're on the Mitch Album Program. Go ahead. Hello. Hi. I would like to know how we can get a hold of the mayor to invite him 
to Altersgate, Metz's, uh, Brightmore, uh, 100th anniversary in November. Uh, it's uh, the Methodist Church has been at Brightmore for 100 years, and they're having wow. a jubilee celebration. And we'd love the what, mayor to come to the jubilee. What, what's the date? I'm not sure of the date. I'm going to a meeting in a few minutes. Uh, okay. That's why I need to... So, so I would say the, the easiest way is talk to your district manager from District 1 and give them the dates. If I'm in town, I will be there. Uh, so that's why I was asking the dates. I know I've got a week I'm going to be out of town there. Uh, but if I'm in town, I'll be there. Uh, but um, uh, you so got Carla. Yeah, the phone numbers are on the city website for District 1. Uh, and the district managers uh, get me all those kinds of requests, and we prioritize them. But if I'm in town, I'll be at your event. Okay, wow. sounds good. There you go. Appreciate yeah. it. Wow, this is okay. working out well. Do you do bar mitzvahs as well? Or? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's some Detroit bar mitzvahs Only that they would mitzvah. like to attend. <laughs> yeah, you'd be 40... amazed how many things I hit. Yeah. I, 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 I would be amazed but not surprised. Yes. I've seen you in action. Eight seven seven forty four mitch Gary, hi, you're on the Mitch Album Program. Go ahead. Hi, Mitch. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I have a question in regard to EV vehicles and how they are to be charged. Right. When you look at every vehicle that is parked on the street, in the driveway, outside of a garage or building, whether it's urban, rural, suburban, how are they to charge? So you're going to see what happened uh, 100 years ago happen again. When we went from horses to cars. The question was, how are you going to fill up with gas? And as the auto industry grew, gas stations grew, uh, and the like. The same thing is happening uh, right now. Uh, I think within three or four years, you're going to pull up to any gas station, and you're going to pull up to the gasoline pump, or you're going to pull up to the electric charging pump. Uh, And I think you're going to see them uh, be phased in. There's all kinds of state and federal programs. We're figuring out where. Of course, you see it in a number of parking structures. You see it in some apartments. And most people charge when they have a garage in their garage at night. Uh, but you're going to see it ramp up, I think, very quickly over the next three or four years. Do you think Detroit will will, will put them just on the random streets? I mean, will they be, you know, by I, themselves? I, I don't. So they'll, they'll work like gas pumps. You will pull up and you will pay for X amount of kilowatts uh, with your credit card, just like you would pay for gas right now. My guess is that you'll end up seeing them at gas stations where somebody is servicing them, watching them. Uh, right, but don't, 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 can't you sit there for an hour or two? I mean, it's not like filling up for gas yeah. to charge a car. So you're, 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 you're talking to somebody who's not an expert, but I understand that there are high-speed charges and low-speed charges. Huh. Uh, and I think the you're going to see people like DTE, but we also have a number of manufacturers, including one on East Grand Boulevard in Detroit that makes these charging stations. It may be that you pay more money for the high-speed charge because you don't want to be there that long as opposed to the low-speed charge. Now, right next to the train station on 14th Street, we are building the first infrastructure that's going to have the charging capacity below the street so that if you park on the street, your car will charge while you park there, and we're ultimately going to extend that down Michigan Avenue. It'll be the most technologically advanced uh, road uh, wow. In America, all these things are evolving right now, uh, and and as 
the number of electric vehicles in the street goes from 5% to 10% to 15% to 20%, you're going to see uh, the refueling become 5, 10, 15, 20% electric charging stations as opposed to the traditional gas pumps. Yeah. I love the idea of, mm-hmm. of uh, them being charged underneath the car in the street, but yeah. I, I do wonder, like, if there isn't a car parked there and I was to walk onto that spot with a light bulb in my mouth, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. would I suddenly light up? Maybe. maybe. Maybe not brave. in a rainy day. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mitch, I've been reading up on this stuff, and, yeah, there are what is called superchargers. I think it's like 250 kilowatts can literally charge a car in five minutes or less wow. at, in a scenario like a gas station. So Mr. Mayor is, is correct in terms of what's coming on the horizon well, here. Yeah. It's a bold new world. I, I do like want to ask is you coming, b- man. before we uh, let you go about the I-375 uh, redo. And, you know, there was a lot made of this when Pete Buttigieg was in town here in the auto show, a hundred and five million dollar federal grant to dismantle I-375 as a freeway and turn it into more of a boulevard. Things like that. I don't know if you read the uh, op ed that Warren Evans, uh, the Wayne County uh, executive, wrote for the free press, but it was scathing in its attack of how this thing is being cast as if it's going to make up for the sins of the past when about 60 years ago a freeway basically destroyed several black neighborhoods black there. Bottom, yeah. what's your what's your take on yeah. this whole yeah thing? i i don't disagree with warren's um uh, op-ed i have been working on this and we had the design done under governor snyder uh because i think that huge ditch dividing lafayette park from downtown is a terrible thing for the city of Detroit. And when you fill it in to a regular street level boulevard, you're going to create, uh, uh, you're going to knit the city back together and you're going to create probably the, the hottest development zone in the entire state of Michigan. Imagine adding a new mile of downtown Detroit development area. So I was advocating for it for that reason. The pot of federal money that it came out of was a pot Congress designated for areas where um, freeways had gone uh, through areas where uh, people of color were primarily uh, moved out. So it just that happened to be the source of money. But nobody is claiming that uh, eliminating the freeway 60 years later undoes uh, undoes that damage. Uh, I believe it's the right thing for the future of the city, and I'm doing it from a city planning standpoint. Uh, we need to knit downtown back together. Mm-hmm. So it's just going to turn into when you're coming downtown, down, down, you know, normally where you come off at 75, it's just going to slow into a, a right. like a Woodward Boulevard type of thing. Exactly. You, you, like you, many cities in the country, you will come up to, yeah, maybe a, a Grand River, but back at Grash, it, it'll come up to grade level and you'll just be driving on a boulevarded street. So there's been a lot of conversations with Blue Cross and General Motors. They're the two major right. employers whose employees normally come in the freeway. We satisfied them that the traffic loads could handle it. And the folks in Lafayette Park wanted to know that you weren't going to have huge office buildings from downtown coming over to the edge of Lafayette Park. And we said, we're going to have a transition from a high-rise office buildings to mid-rise apartments. And, and the neighbors are in favor. So this has been a six-year process where – Virtually everybody's on board, but I agree with the county executive. I, I thought the the emphasis that this was going to correct the wrongs of 60 years ago 
uh, was probably not the right emphasis. Yeah, well, that was Pete Buttigieg. Mm. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's going to wrap things up for our conversation with uh, Mayor Duggan. Nicely done, and yeah. we never lost service yeah. or anything. Yeah. Yeah. How's the you traffic? Had a good, yeah. You should do a cell plan. Uh, how, many miles, commercial. how many miles did the mayor drive? Is it raining out there? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm headed over to Jane Park right now to check out the uh, free <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Use All your right. headlights. Okay. Yeah. Right. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Right. Appreciate you coming you. on. All right. Uh, we do this every month with uh, Mayor Duggan on a Tuesday. Uh, so good opportunity there okay. for people to uh, to get the chance to talk to their mayor. I love that.